it's fun. I did I did something with uh, Bob Bebbit in Nice. I, I watched that. Yeah, that was awesome. Yeah, yeah. So I'm all like embarrassed. I'm like, well, you could do uh, my interview <laughs> or you could do Bob Babbitt. So, you know, it's one or the other. <laughs> Welcome to our series uh, for Transporting Athletes in the Clinical Athletes podcast. We're going to interview Elmer Sprink today, a fairly unique story. So let's just get into it. Well, as promised, our next guest on episode three of the Clinical Athletes podcast is Elmer Sprink. Elmer has a great story. Uh, he is the first person to complete an Ironman triathlon, uh, undergo a heart transplant, and then complete another Ironman triathlon. Uh, welcome to the show, Elmer. Hi. Thank you for the invitation. Yeah. Uh, hey, so, you know, you we, we'll, we'll get into your uh, Ironman exploits in just a little bit, but I'd like uh, just to get a little get to know a little bit about you. So what was, you weren't always into triathlons. What was life like growing up in Germany for you? That's pretty much, I grew up like everyone over years, like uh, playing soccer. So uh, first I tried a little bit of everything. Like I did a bit of swimming, played basketball and did some track and field. And then uh, I found myself really, really, uh, yeah, my sport was really soccer. So I started with playing soccer until actually until it was end of 20 around that. And then uh, I got, uh, <laughs> I moved to a different uh, area uh, because I studied close to my parents' place. And uh, then, yeah, then I played soccer there for another two or three years. And then I got some back problems. So I started with swimming again. And then I, I, I bought a, a road bike for cycling. And uh, then I found myself in a, in a track and field club, which has a triathlon division. And they were really nice people. So I got into triathlon in 2004. And I did my first uh, sprint distance in 2004. And uh, from the next year on, I started with Ironman racing. First, like mid-distance and then... Uh, Ironman Frankfurt, and then yeah, we and then I started traveling the world doing like Ironman races, like uh, uh, Nice, and then uh, 2006 Florida, 2007 uh, Ironman Canada, 2008 Arizona, then uh, Challenge Barcelona, then uh, Ironman Frankfurt again, and then in uh, 2010 I had some breathing problems in the beginning of the season. And I was like, <laughs> my personal best in 10K was like 36 minutes. And I went like 38.30 or something. Uh, and uh, then I, I saw a doctor and he said, oh, if, if I would run 38.30, I would be happy. I can't do a 10K run. So sorry for that. I can't do it under one hour. You definitely have no heart problems. I said, yeah, but something is strange with freezing. So they figured out that because I'm, I have a lot of allergy problems in like uh, April, May, and a lot of uh, like the trees and all that stuff is growing and flying around. And I got a spray, and then uh, and, and then I did uh, Ironman Austria to ten, and I really got problems. I was struggling. I wanted to bike faster, and uh, I biked like an half an hour faster than I was uh, supposed to bike, and I just thought I have a, like a use day and then um, I started the marathon and half the way I, I had to throw up and uh, I felt really really bad so I 
I had the DNF on that one, and then I actually I drove home, and my lung function was only 75%. I went to I saw a doctor then, but he said it's the same problem with the allergy. And then I I I was cycling on a Sunday on the on the Tuesday after like 10 years later I was working from home at the home office, and then at, at six o'clock it was like 10 to six or something. I went to my sofa uh, uh, with my laptop and. Uh, I, I watched the Tour de France stage from the day before, and I got a cardiac arrest uh, on the sofa. So I woke up in the clinic, and then, yeah, they didn't know what, why I had the cardiac arrest. It was no heart attack or something, because all the waves and everything in the heart looked okay. But my heart, the heart itself looked a bit weird, but after four weeks, I was uh, sent home, and they said uh, it's... They didn't find the reason. They, they uh, thought it's an uh, inflammation of the heart, myocarditis, but I had no cold uh, uh, in, in that year, so I didn't train with a cold and something. So, um, And actually, um, yeah, then I, I went back to work, and uh, but, but the heart, it, it felt really strange. So um, it got weaker and weaker in, uh, in uh, 2.11. <laughs> I was not really... I didn't come back to to the sport anymore, and um, yeah, and then in, uh, the, the, the my organs got uh, weaker, so they had to remove the gallbladder in the end of 2011, and then after that, I, I it was my 40th birthday on the 26th of December, and then two days later, I, uh, my, uh, my parents uh, brought they, they they sent me to the transplant center, and then yeah, I, I got a cardiac arrest there again after a month, and then they. They said I've only to live to 12 hours, and they installed like a, a elevator, like a little ceramic pump to the left side. It's responsible for the left ventricle, but the right ventricle was completely damaged. So they installed the ECMO, like a hard lung machine. <laughs> I had two uh, tubes inside, and then I lived on that machine for almost three and a half months. So in total, I stayed in bed for 189 days. And then I received the new heart. So that's the story from my sports story, and then already my health story. What happened? And yeah, and then yeah, and then I was. It was the 9th of June 2012, and I was out of the hospital like around four weeks later, uh, I think, or 11th of July. I was here at home, and then I started then uh, training. I don't know, but I, I didn't do a rehab or something. I tried a lot at the rehab with my old heart, and uh, they washed my blood, but there was no, nothing uh, that helped me that my heart got back to the normal function. So I needed a new heart, and uh, I asked, yeah, I was. I'm right now. I'm here at my parents' place, so I, I just look outside the garden. I, I was walking two times in the garden, three times, and then I went down the street and back, and then around the block, and so that was that, that's how I start, it started again. Right. So just going back to your, your, your getting into triathlon. So you were mentioning that you did a sprint triathlon, just you're cycling, swimming and, and, and uh, yeah. running. And you had a bit of a, a history of being a swimmer and being, uh, getting into cycling. So, so what was the thought process to say, you know what, I'm, I want to do an Ironman. I want to kick it up and, and, and try something more challenging. It, it was actually, actually the, the triathlon club. That there was like a group like <laughs> now we are like 140 people it started with like 25 people but those guys almost 20 
of them, they were into Ironman. So they, they, they were not good in like sprint distance stuff. Two, three people are already have been to Kona a couple of times. So they said, yeah, the real tri triathlon is uh, doing Ironman stuff and then going to Kona and, and, and then, yeah, so that's how it all started. So, and then two, two of the guys in my club, uh, did their first Ironman in 2005 in Frankfurt as well. So we trained together and started together. And it's it's close where I live, so it's like two hours by car. Ironman Frankfurt is really a popular race, big race. So lots of people, you are running uh, four laps almost on the river, which is which, which runs through the city. So there are always like 300,000 spectators. It's a big, uh, big event. And uh, yeah, I did that in... Uh, 11:23, I think, was my my first Ironman, and then uh, yeah, and then the next year I did. I thought I could do it like faster, and but I didn't had to look at the course, so I did Ironman knees, which is really really hilly. So I had 11:23 uh, again, the same <laughs> the same time, but uh, at the same time on the bike, bike uh, six hours, but uh, uh, the course is really hard. So it's not my course. It's like uh, it's not like Lanzarote, but uh, it's it's yeah, really, really long climbing, right? right. And so then, then I, and then in the in the Ironman Florida, and the same year I was then one hour faster already. So uh, so it was, that was my time pretty much between ten fourteen or ten ten to ten twenty five. I did a lot of Ironman in between, like fifty minutes. Yeah. So just as, just as a bit of a joke, I, I you know, and then you were mentioning that you uh, were watching the Tour de France uh, when you yeah. had the cardiac arrest. So that must have been a, a really exciting stage or something that would put your heart. <laughs> not really, not really. It was like it was like not the end of the tour, but uh, exactly uh, now what happened. So uh, there was an attack on the in a curve. I don't know which guy actually uh, attacked, but. Um, and then it happened. So I, yeah. on YouTube, you can watch all these old stuff. So I, 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 one or the other time I went uh, to YouTube and I had to look and exactly now when you can look at the time frame when it was uh, 10 to 6 and you our time. So, uh, yeah, I, I, I'm still remembering what happened. So uh, wow. and the funny story is I... Uh, the, after I did my first triathlon in 2013 with a new heart, uh, first I did the 10K run. So I started with uh, running actually half a year after the transplantation. I started with running like 500 meters three times a week. And then I add 500 meters. So I end up at the 10K run. I did that in 58 minutes or something. So it was a bit below one hour. And then I did the bike race it's around cologne it's called around cologne it's 68 uh, kilometers with with like 700 kilometers and the the guy who's doing the the other reportage so the speaker of the tour de france uh, so, so eurosport uh, this guy uh, asked me a question at the press conference of this race and it was funny because that was the guy that was the last person uh, if i would have died it would have been the last one it was really spooky. So because something from the audience, I said, ah, that's, that's crazy because I'm, I said, I know somewhere, I know your voice. And then he's a speaker of, uh, there are two guys, Jean-Claude and, uh, 
and this guy. Um, and it was it was quite a funny. So and then I did this bike race, and then I did the I mentioned that 2004 where I started my first triathlon. It was exactly the first triathlon with a new heart. And then in 2000, so one year later, 2014, <laughs> the Ironman Frankfurt was the first Ironman with a new heart, and it was the first Ironman with my original heart. And in between, I did Ironman Mallorca 70.3. That was in between. That was before before the Ironman. Right. Uh, I remember um, you and, and, and Wouter did Ironman Frankfurt in, uh, in yeah. 2014. And uh, getting in touch with you, or I think Mark had gotten in touch with you and, and mentioned there's two transplants that were doing Ironman Frankfurt. We're on our computers watching the live updates, seeing how you guys were doing. Uh, and it was so exciting. I mean, you guys, uh, you know, uh, you know, do, uh, my previous two guests on the show were Dwight Croning, first heart transplant to do a, an yeah. Ironman. His was about 15 and a half hours. Um, I had Derek Fitzgerald on uh, as well. His was about the same time, uh, 15, 15-ish hours. And, but but you shattered it. Like 11.38, I think, was your Ironman Frankfurt. Uh, uh, and then Vauta was actually doing pretty good. He had uh, knee problems. So he walked a lot. I overtook him on the run. He he did that together with his doctor and uh, and coach that uh, was Guido Froome, and that quite nice. So because he was not uh, drafting or something, but he followed him. Yeah. So they he waited in transition, and then they cycled together, and then they ran together. But the ETBS he had like runner's knee. I, I thought Walter could have done faster. Then the 30, 38 or 39 or what he had. Mm-hmm. And I think he would have done it below 13 hours, definitely. Uh, he was just, he was fine. He was just struggled with like orthopedic problem. Yeah. Uh, okay. Interesting. Okay. So, so you decided to get back into uh, Ironmans after your surgery. You had a, a great story. Um, we, your, your, um, Laying in bed for 180 days, you were you were in bed. What, what was it like getting out of bed after that? Uh, it was hard. So it, I really I had to learn to sit first because uh, I had no muscles in front uh, and no muscles in, in in the back anymore. So I couldn't sit like sitting now here without like uh, well, it was not possible. So I had to learn that and then stand up. I couldn't stand for like brushing the teeth. It was not, I couldn't do that like two, three minutes standing still. It was not, it was not possible. And yeah, it was, a, it, it, it took a really long time. It took like at least four or five months. And it, I always tried to run a bit, but uh, I, we, we uh, the whole family did like a skiing vacation. I started snowboarding again. And after uh, the snowboarding, that actually felt like before. It's kind of weird because maybe I have a good technique or whatever. Or the muscle group I, I used for that is not the, the muscle group you need for running. And then I started running. Uh, we did the first run in the skiing vacation. So it was like half a year uh, after after the transplantation. But actually, my my reason coming back to Ironman was I, I Googled and I found Dwight. And I, I had to look that he did the Ironman in, in, in between 15 and 16 hours. And uh, yeah, uh, I, I said to myself... Uh, if I'm able to do it a bit faster, then I will give it a try again. Otherwise, I would just have, I don't know. <laughs> if it would have been close to finish an Ironman, then maybe I wouldn't have gone back to do an Ironman. Because it's like, 
you always compare yourself with what you did before. If I wouldn't have done Ironman before, it's in the beginning, it's just, I mean, it's always if my goal is to finish. And then I have like a, a certain time, which I really, then I'm happy. And then there's a time which you are really happy. Then you have always like three, three goals. And then I always want to, to, to get point A, maybe come close to qualification to Kona or to world champ 70.3. If this is not being able anymore, then I focus on the time, which I'm happy. And then if it's really, uh, it's, yeah, if you have another good day, then you say, okay, I just want to finish this. I, I mean, I, I had one of those days in um, in 2015. It was like the hottest day they ever measured in Germany. It was 42.7 degrees uh, <laughs> in the shadow. And from 3,000 people, over 3,000 people, athletes, only 2,000 finished. Wow. It was hot. And I think two two guys died because of brain edema, so they drank too much. I had a really good bike split, uh, and then I, I had a good run, 16K, and then I, I couldn't, I just were able to drink water, that's it. I took some mineral pills, some salt tablet stuff, and I walked for 26 kilometers. So I ended up 13, 38. That was the lowest Ironman I did with the new heart. But I walked a lot, and then after that, I stopped with triathlon and I went into uh, trail running so I did uh, I did in 2016 I did the Transalpine run which is around uh, 260 kilometers in seven days and it's around 15,000 climbing meters so it's almost a marathon with 2,000 climbing meters <laughs> each day like, it's not it's not road running it's really like it's trail running like in the Rockies or whatever so I did that and then in 2017 uh, I saw that it's 50 years of heart transplantation. Christian Bernard did the first heart transplantation in, uh, in Grote Schuh Hospital in Cape Town. And Cape Town was uh, on my list. I, I, I was there in 2014 already, and I, I really loved the country. And I didn't, uh, I, I haven't done any mountain bike races so far. I was, I, I had a mountain bike race just for some, like do some gravel biking in winter time as a triathlete. And then, yeah, I did the Cape Epic. It was like the, well, it's like the Tour de France of mountain biking. And that was really tough. So I I mean, that's like doing eight times 70.3 in a row. If you look at the heart rate, it was a, it was a, yeah, it was the toughest endurance thing I've ever done in in my life. Uh, even uh, with the Transalpine run, if you, you can walk, I mean, if you have, but you are always on your bike and it's, it's really tough climb. It's really rocky. I did the same year. I did the bike Transalp. It's a mountain bike race over the Alps. That was much easier because um, I still, my nerves grow back because the, the nerves of the transplanted heart are, are completely cut. And after around two years, I recognized that my heart rate is increasing pretty much normal, but it's not like before. I mean, uh, it's parasympathetic and sympathetic nerves. So if I if I rest, it's not going down. I mean, if I train and then it's going down to 80 to 75, but it takes a long time. And during the night, I'm always wearing my watch here. And last night it was 49, for example, and an average was 54. But normal, if you are transparent, it's more like they have 70 at night, maybe 67 at night. But I, I have that maybe right now I'm, if I'm talking, I know I have more, I have something now. 
but uh, yeah, but but that's okay. But um, yeah, and then uh, yeah, then you have all this 100 meter climbs and really steep climbs, and that was hard because the heart rate is not not going up like before. So it it goes up from 140 to 145, but like all the other guys have 160 in like in like two three minutes. And uh, so it's easier for me to climb, climb like 1,000 climb meter, like two hours climbing or one hour climbing, but it, it, so it was hard. Uh, but I did a lot of cycling. I did the Pötztaler uh, uh, Rad Marathon. It's like a 253 kilometer with 5,500 climbing meters. It's in Austria. I did that. It, it took me around 11 hours. And, and so I did a lot of cycling. And then I, I started with triathlon again in um, in uh, 2018 because I uh, I was not happy that I didn't finish uh, Ironman Austria so I finished the Ironman Austria with my new heart uh, in around 11 hours and I wanted to do Ironman Aust uh, Arizona in in, the, in that year but because it was 10 years it was 2018 and 28 I did the Ironman uh, Arizona with my old heart, so I wanted to do that, do that, and then I got something with my ears. I was not allowed to fly. I got a little infection on the ear, and then and the, the the year later I did. Uh, so last year I did. Uh, uh, yeah, last year was maybe my best season in, in all the time. I did triathlon. I, I did first in uh, in January. I did the the, the Ironman seventy point three South Africa, and uh, I qualified for the world champ in Nice, and then. In, in five days later, so we flew from South Africa to Dubai, and five days later, I do, did my personal best in 70.3 racing. So five days after I've done the Ironman South Africa, I had 39 average on the bike, so it was fast. Yeah, it was it was 220 bike split. It was fast, really fast. So I never I had a really good run, and then I did Ironman 70.3 Mallorca. So I did uh, Challenge Road, and then I did the World Champ. In 70.3 racing, in between, between I, I got world champion in, at the World Transplant Games and triathlon, and then I did Ironman Florida, and I was I had the same almost the same time. Then 30 years uh, with, ago, with my old heart, I was really below five hours fastest bike split I've ever done in my life. So it was it was a, a great year, and uh, yeah, this this year is uh, so far I've. At least I've done one mountain bike race, pre-race the Cape Epic. Cape Epic this year, and, and, and they canceled the race because of COVID. Yeah, two days two days before the start. That was, I don't know, it was really disappointing. It was, I mean, it was on the Friday evening at uh, 6 o'clock, and on the next day was registration. I mean, it was crazy short. And the one week before that, this, uh the Cape Town cycling tour with 40,000 people uh, and, and this still happened. So, uh, yeah. So, uh, yeah. And, and then all my other races so far are canceled. So I, I was invited to two Ironman 70.3 in Austria and in, in, in the Netherlands and all the runs are canceled. And uh, yeah. And after I, I, I came, uh, uh, after I was back in Germany, uh, yeah, uh, we talked about that b b before we started the interview. That I could, on Eastern, I, I suddenly I, I couldn't smell any anything anymore, and uh, uh, now I'm actually I'm sitting here. I'm tested uh, positive at COVID nineteen, and uh, the only symptoms I had I was tired two days, uh, and uh, yeah, I, I can't smell anything. But I saw it on my heart rate a little bit, and I already called my 
my doctors, but they said I'm fine. I, and if I would not have heard about Corona before, I would just think I, I don't know. I'm just tired of traveling and training and and yeah. No, I have it over three and a half weeks. Um, I still feel perfect and the sun is shining, but uh, I need for myself, not for for the. Uh, for the institutions here, you just if you are COVID nineteen tested positive in Germany, you need to quarantine yourself. And I went to my parents' place uh, because it's more landscape here, and uh, hopefully they are negative. So, uh, so I'm very happy because they end of they are in the end of seventies, so they are high risk group, and me too. And um, yeah, normally then you you are out of quarantine and after fourteen days. There's no test testing anymore. And I went to the doctor because I wanted to be negative to start training again. Even the doctor said it's not affecting myself anymore, but yeah, I need a negative test. And some people are tested like four weeks uh, positive. And uh, so far my, my immune globulin, uh, uh, their differentiation between the immune globulin G, which uh, then it says that you, you get immunity. Uh, and the M that you are, your immune system is still doing something and they, they they were there and then they are gone now. So I think nothing, I'm, I'm, I'm totally okay. So I, I just saw my blood pressure was crazy bin and that's in three days, that's okay again. Uh, so I, I will go to the test on Wednesday and hopefully I, I, in the end I'm negative and then the, the immunity is positive. So uh, then I can live a little bit more normal again, but I'm really happy then I really love to go out and do some sport because from like a lot of hours on the bike to just sitting in the garden, I mean, the weather is nice so we can be outside, eat outside. It's not really summer, but it's like 20 degrees. It's, it's quite nice. Uh, and psychologically, is I mean, you have the same in Canada. I think it's hard for the people and the, the children and, all the other people but at least we were allowed to, to cycle outside with with one friend and uh, so I started running with friends and then cycling with the other friend and then uh, those guys were a little bit afraid but ev everyone I was in contact to uh, they are all negative so okay. that's, uh, that's good that I didn't affect it so I, I didn't do anything to other people let's say it in this way so right, right. yeah um, yeah, so, so you you have a very good idea of your 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 values. You mentioned your heart rate going up with the COVID, your blood pressure going up. So you, you seem to have quite an interest in all that. Um, so you're, I know that you often do VO2 max testing, anaerobic threshold testing, FTP testing, those kind of things. So how was? Can you tell us about um, your whole? How did the VO2 change from when you were fit? Uh, yeah, yeah. You put on the transplant list and up to now. It's like, I, I think I did one or two tests before I got transplanted because like doing the testing was not that popular. It was expensive. So I did more this uh, running threshold test on the track where you have always this beep. You have to be on a certain point and then they just take some blood for the lactate acid. But I did a bike. I, I think I had around 230, 240 watt threshold with a weight of 78 kilo. 
So now I have 74, 75, 70, sometimes 72, depends on, it's around 72 and 75 always. So I, I'm like four kilo lighter than <laughs> before the transplantation. And then, so that was in, let's say, two, two nine or two ten, And then it went down to, to before I was on the list, actually, I had the cardiac arrest and I, 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 I did not feel good anymore. So they, I got tested in August 2011. So almost one year before the transplantation. And I had the VO2 max of nine. Wow. So that's nine milliliters per kilogram per minute. So yeah. we mentioned this before. That's um, it's a, you need 11 milliliters to climb a flight of stairs. So you couldn't do, you could hardly walk by the sounds of it. They said that my threshold was 40, 40 watt. And you need 40 watt. If you have 75 kilo, you need that for, for walking flat. So that's the same you said. If I would try to get up a stair, not possible. So your, your, your tempo workouts were a, a walk. Yeah, I walk and I, I really had pain in my stomach because uh, my blood was uh, before the liver and everything. So it was... Uh, it was not running through the whole system anymore. It was it got stuck there, and that was yeah, it, yeah, I, yeah, yeah. That was the reason I got this, this. I had not really this typical breathing problem. I was limited. I walked, and then I got stomach problems, and I was yeah, that was I was limited on that one. Yeah, and then it, and then after the transplantation, I did the first test after my first ten k run. So it was close. It was after nine months I did the first test, and that was 153 watt, I think, uh, threshold, and it was 37 uh, VO2 max. And the running, I, I have to look up the running. The running, I think, was five, five, twelve, five minutes twelve. Per kilometer. Per kilometer. It was a threshold. And I just can give you an overview how it changed. If no, we just we are at the running now. It was in October 2013, so one uh, year and three months after transplantation, it was 512. Then Ironman Frankfurt, it was 435, four minutes, 35 seconds. And in 2.15, it was 4.04. Wow. Then it was 3.53. When I did the Transalpine run, it was 3.53. And it's now since then, it's almost around four minutes. It was in, two, in, in 19, it was 4.02. In 18, it was four minutes per kilometer. Now maybe it's, I think now it's less because I, I just ran this year 200, not less than 200 kilometers because I trained for the Cape Epic. I ran just twice a week, 7K, just to have the muscles. And uh, my plan was after the Epic, I had to, normally you always have a good, you, you rest a week or two, and then you have a good uh, bike form. And then I started with some running here, uh, would have done some 10 half marathon runs, and then I would have built up to Ironman Canada in August. That was the plan. But that was, that is a threshold on the on the run and on the bike. It started with, uh, yeah, it, the, the, the VO2 max started with, 37.8 and then it was 
43, 50, 52, 55, 58, 59. So it's around that. It's close to 60 over the years. And the, uh, and the threshold started with 153, and then 180, 200, 230, 240. And then after the epic, it's around 280. Okay, and that's, that's uh, watts you're talking about there. 280 watts but, is your threshold power. Yeah, it's like, it's three point, uh, you always have to compare uh, watt per kilogram. I mean, that's, uh, and it's, it's, oh, it's close. I think close for, for the epic I had not, I, my weight was really, I was really light. Now I'm at three kilo. And um, so it was close to four watt per kilogram, around three, nine, four. Yeah. It's, I mean, it's not, it's okay. And if you, you, uh, you, we talked about that before the interview in Ironman, I do like 200 watt around. And then it's, if it's a flat course, it's like a 36 kilometer per hour. So it's a sub five. Um, <laughs> Now, maybe it's because of uh, the Kenyan speed makes is a fast bike. So uh, <laughs> fast bike was that. But um, if you compare it, I did, I did uh, Ironman in Texas twice. And that, that was, I really could compare to Lionel Sanders because he was uh, uh, 25 minutes faster than me on the bike. 26 minutes. So just to compare, he was, I was under 230. And he was uh, under two hours. Wow. So we get this completely flat. I mean, that's windy, but there's just a bridge and it's completely flat. That's the perfect uh, speed max. Yeah, it's perfect. I mean, Florida is flat, but I, but I really like the, the Canada. It's not really, I mean, it's not, it's like bumpy and you have like the Richter Pass, and that, but that's not really hard climbing. You can still, you don't have to get out of the saddle. I mean, you can still ride it. It's like, uh, it's not that bad. I think it's maybe, I don't know, it's not over 10% or something. I think it's more like 6 7%. I can't remember, but it's, I think it's, it's more like this. And, uh, and then the downhill is really nice. You can, uh, it's a nice downhill there. So it actually, it's, it's not that. It's more be, maybe like more like Challenge Road. That's always really nice. And uh, I did that last year. And I'm in Florida. And uh, yeah, Road is really fast. So really fast. So, yeah. So, um, so we're talking about races going on this year and I, I, you had signed up for Ironman Canada in August. Uh, actually I was interviewing, uh, uh, Derek Fitzgerald last week and he had signed up for Ironman Canada as well. And I, I had just found that out. So the, and, and I had signed up as well. So I was looking forward to meeting you in person. That would have been great, but, uh, you know, I, I don't know if the race is going to go or, or if you are still planning on coming out, if it, if it does go, but um, plan on next year, if it gets canceled, can we all get together next year and, and, uh, and do an Ironman Canada? Yeah, I think so. So I'm, I'm, I mean, if, if uh, I think if they, I think because it's end of August, they, I think they don't put it too late. I'm not sure how long you could race in Canada. I mean, in, uh, they put some races in October here or in, in uh, late September, which, in October sometimes it's not that warm anymore um, I don't know how it's pending I think it's still pretty in September it's, so maybe yeah you know when that when that temperature drops overnight the lake gets cold and I think that'll be the limiting factor September is probably about as late as you could go in okay Okanagan. Yeah. but oh, it's, no, it's not yeah but <laughs> I mean I'm I'm just wondering 
I, I think maybe it's it's okay to if they, they, because I, I had to talk to uh, Ironman Germany because I, they're doing the same with me uh, next week. They they want to have like uh, uh, like a little chat with me and then they show some videos and uh, yeah because they they put a lot of races uh, to September because in Germany the the big events are all are not allowed before thir- uh, 31st of August. So that would definitely affect Ironman Canada if it would be in, in Germany. So it's not allowed. Uh, they are talking about to have the Tour de France here. Right. Uh, and they're talking about to have uh, the first division Bundesliga soccer. But that's, it's kind of weird because there are, there are ghost games without spectators. And then the guys get tested a lot because we have, we have not enough tests. So that's in the big in the press. So... At one team where I live normally, I have season tickets. Uh, three guys got tested positive, and the others are allowed still to go to back to work. And I got tested positive now three times. My parents have to to stay in the house. Yeah. I mean that people don't understand that because it's professional soccer. It's a lot of money, and we are stuck in the house. Uh, that's kind of I think it's yeah, but that's weird. And then I, I still I, I think I still would be in in good shape. I mean I've I've no racing so far. So, um, uh, I mean, it's, it's, it's still end of August and, and now I'm, st- I, I haven't trained since, uh, three weeks, but, uh, I hope I can go on back to, to training end of this week. So if I get tested negative and then it's still, uh, I mean, beginning of May, it's still May, June, July, it's still three and a half months. That would be, that would be possible where you can. I think in two weeks you can easily go uh, swim in a lake here. And I did some, I started with some core training the, 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 the last 10 days here a bit, like 20 minutes, 25 minutes each day. And uh, I think I could get into form for Ironman Canada. I, I, I've, I've done 3,000 kilometer of mountain biking now. And that's, that's, I mean, it's mountain biking, it's like 16 kilometers per hour. So I've, I've climbed, I don't know, I've climbed many, many climbing meters right now. I, I, I had to have, I, would, I can look it up. Yeah. I mean, I did, I did, a, I did a, lot of, a lot of stuff. And, well, uh, up there. Who's, your, uh, who's your soccer team? Uh, it's SFC Köln. It's Cologne. Okay. They, are, they are pretty much uh, in the middle of the, ah, yes, uh, No, I had a look. I, the last 12 months, I cycled 10,000 kilometers. Nice. In the last, uh, no, but I can, I can have a look at, uh, look at this year. Hang on. It's my, uh, the last three months. Okay, that's not. Yeah. Even if it's the last, the last six months, that would be winter. I've, I've cycled. 4,000 kilometers and then 3,000 of them it's mountain biking so it's a lot of <clears throat> almost 200 200 hours of cycling in the last uh, well that's good I did, did a lot of twist things in May I have no kilometers in, in April I have still 500 and then I have uh, I have like around uh, 1,000 uh, 2,000 2,500 uh, mountain biking stuff so I, I trained like I trained a lot in uh, in the first three months, so actually that's good. Yeah. I think I would be in in form, but it, at least I need like 
mentally, I hope that they, I mean, now I, I've really, I don't need any motivation because if I'm out, if I can go out, I, I will be definitely on my bike and running shoes and jump in the lake and, and, and do some training again. But then it, it's still three and a half months. I need some motivation to have a goal uh, to train for. And if they say it's no uh, Ironman Canada, I still would, I, I have an institute, it's called Stubbs. Uh, it's a big, uh, there are three institutes here in Germany and they, they coach me and I do my threshold test there and I still, uh, by the time I'm fit again, I will ask my coach to, to give me training plans that I have some structure. So I definitely will train. I, I, I met Derek in Florida. He was... Yeah, he said you were in touch every now and then. You're still uh, still keeping keeping in touch every now and then. Chat. It's it, it's it's hard for them, I think, uh, also because he's just maybe training inside these days now because of the corona corona thing. So uh, yeah, I think the only two Ironman races which are not cancelled. That's Ironman Kazakhstan and Ironman Canada. So I. Don't I don't know which was qualification. I just saw an interview with Jan Fodeno and he said that he is not thinking that Ironman Hawaii will happen. Yeah, I've, I've read some things moving it to February, having two races next year. It's yeah. be interesting. And I mean, it's qualifying. There are like eight, 800 people or 1,000 people are qualified. Right. And there are still no races. So if, if you... You could put like 400 slots in Ironman Canada then, or 500. Wouldn't that be I mean, nice? that, would, that would be nice. You could do maybe 11 hours, you're still qualified. So, <laughs> But I, I'm not sure. But, but what would you think? Because do you think that did your government say anything? I mean, how, how I, I always we always see the numbers from the U.S. Mm-hmm. I had a look and I talked to Mark, to your colleague, and he said that's, not that really crazy in, in Canada, but in the U.S. it's like, you look at the U.S., it's awful pictures. Right. Uh, so a couple things on that. The, I think some of the issues are in, in Quebec, uh, in eastern Canada, they canceled Tremblant, which was second last weekend in August, the week before Ironman Canada. Uh, so Quebec has canceled all group activities until the end of August. Uh, British Columbia hasn't done that yet. They're leaving it to the provinces but they've canceled everything up until the end of June so far. So yeah, it's kind of, you know, and then I, I think, you know, Ironman Canada, all the Ironmans are fairly international races. So even problem, it goes, will they allow international people to come to Canada for non-essential reasons? It, that there's a lot of things that'll play into it. And, you know, I, they just, I was registered for uh, 70.3 quarter lane, which they just canceled yesterday. And I was kind of expecting yeah. it to be canceled. It was the end of June and, and I was like, like you, the motivation, right? I, so now I've got Canada as my next one and I'm trying to stay motivated for that. But, you know, it'd be like you say, nice to have some answers sooner than later. But I think just having the hope of it going is probably enough to keep me going than if they, you know. Maybe they, they do it like something like you need to, I mean, even you have a you have a negative Corona test, you get on the plane, like I got on the plane from South Africa and then I, I brought it over here. I mean, you, you never know. You get, you have a test. You fly over. You 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 fly into over. I don't know. You have a stop in between. You fly first to Vancouver and then get it there. Fly then to Pendington. I don't know. And then uh, they they are talking about immunity. 
passes here. So if you got Corona, you get a like like a card, plastic card. You can say, oh, I got it already. So I can. I don't know. I. So our our minister of of uh, what do you say? It's not the minister of traveling. It's a minister of uh, foreign affairs. He said that he still says uh, that no one should go anywhere. So I have a, I have a friend, and he they they have a, a triathlon uh, hotel in uh, Fushel, where Red Bull is a company. Red Bull is uh, based in Fushel. Uh, it's a Fushel Lake, uh, and uh, it's it's called Morenwirt. It's a nice hotel. It's an international hotel. If, if if you are in Europe, you have to go there. It's very beautiful for training and swimming. The lake is almost like you can drink out of the lake. The lake, and he said that they start. Uh, I talked to, to, to one of the guys today, this morning and he said that they start on the 29th of May with guests from Austria. So they are not uh, sure when they have the first guest from uh, Germany or Switzerland or Italy or so. So, uh, yeah, it's, it will be interesting how, how they do it. And, uh, yeah, let's see. I think we all have to watch about the numbers when... You open, they open schools first, fourth grade, and then the, the grades which do their end of this their school year, or they they, they change schools and uh, uh, yeah, and then go to college or whatever, and then we have to to check what's going on then in in, in like two or three weeks, and then maybe they they will change uh, everything. So far, we have I think uh, we have six thousand deaths people here over in. Uh, in Germany, and uh, lots have health issues. They had already chronic diseases, and uh, they know they started to to open up people and have then they have a look and and they say that most of the people are affected by something they even didn't know that they oh. they that they have like lung problems or they have like uh, I mean it's the same with me I had maybe problems with my heart but I didn't no one didn't know and then it, it stopped beating from one minute to the other so uh, that's that's a problem and I mean in the end it's crazy because I I lived here with my parents and they got nothing and we I had no mask I mean we always use centers infection because if you are transplanted you 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 live your own style I just said in a I was a, like a Skype television interview I did last week, and I said it's interesting for me to see because all the people I always use my hand disinfection. I go on the bike ride, I go in the restaurant, I use it here, I use it there, and people are always like, "Ah, oh, what is he doing?" And now you see people are using the hand disinfection. They wear the mask, and the funny thing, I, I, I just can speak for the men's restroom. If you go on the on the like on the plane or something, you know, I'm, I, I traveled a lot, so I. I'm going to the rest, uh, the restrooms in, in, uh, in the airport, and then 30% are not washing their hands. I said, I mean, that's even before Corona. I said, what's wrong with them? And then no, all the people are two minutes. They are washing their hands like it is not tomorrow. And that's kind of, I think, from the hygienic side, the world will be better after Corona. I think it will be a cleaner place. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Planted person, so no one will. Like in Germany, it was a style you are really ill, but it's better to go because your boss likes to see you with like a coughing and everything. And then people waited until the, the boss says, oh, please go home. 
you are too ill. But in, but in the meantime, he, in, he infected two other employees, and then that's very stupid. So I think I, I've some of my friends they, are, they have employees, so they're manager and stuff, and they say that, that uh, video conferencing it's it's good. No one is talking about the vacation or the kids, so they're just there at six o'clock, at two o'clock, and then. No coffee, nothing. Everyone is there. They do their stuff, and then they they can do stuff at home again, and that works perfectly. So I think that will change. I think hopefully. I mean, I mean it's nice to. Uh, I think it's nice to just. I mean, I miss uh, train with friends, like, and then the coffee after that. Yeah, go to bakery. I, I I like all that stuff, and I really like. I love traveling. I mean, I traveled so much and uh, did so much foreign races. And yeah, now uh, hopefully it's uh, yeah, it's coming back. So uh, yeah, I miss, yeah, I miss training with my friends. I've been doing a lot of solo riding, and, and it's 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 wearing on me. But it hopefully it won't be long. It's it's uh, it, it, is it in uh, your case? It's outside. It's a, is it possible to ride outside already? No, uh, um, mid teens. Uh, usually somewhere between 15 and 20 is our, our high for the day. So, you know, we get, we're getting some good weather now. Okay. Uh, because uh, I saw some pictures of Mark that is like still snowing. I don't know. Oh, that, well, it went pretty quick. Three weeks ago. Okay. Yeah. There's a little bit of snow <laughs> in some of the ditches, but, you know, I haven't seen, you know, you have to look for it. Yeah, uh, we yeah, really love to, uh, I, hopefully it, it's possible to come. Then I, uh, Come to your place or to Mark's place before and train a bit and then do Ironman Canada. But uh, yeah, but I mean, it's most important that everyone uh, that, that we stay healthy and uh, yeah, we can uh, lots of races next year. Yeah. Also, so. Exactly. Elmer, I appreciate your time, especially yeah. the listeners. We, we almost did a whole interview and I realized that it wasn't recording half of it. So um, you, you're, you're a real champ <laughs> for sitting through the second half. <laughs> it's good. I'm sitting in. I'm sitting in quarantine, so I look, really look forward to the interview because the other days I, I was bored, so I started, uh, I, I did a lot of, uh, because I, in, in Germany it was a big case that because I'm uh, not popular, but people like my story because actually of the racing of all this uh, uh, Cape Epic and Ironman races and whatever. And now uh, it was Corona and I had a crazy because I canceled the flight and everything, so I had a crazy trip home because there were no flights. And then the flights were like $3,000, just one flight. It was crazy. Wow. And, and then I, and that was in the newspaper. And then I got corona now, and I had almost no symptoms. So that was a big story for the for newspaper. And I'm even invited for another TV show, but I can't go there because I'm positive. So they're always waiting about my results. And then uh, every day, I, every week I text them, ah, oh, sorry, I can't, you can't come to to film here because I can't ride my bike in the garden. So we had to go outside somewhere. Yeah, but uh, yeah, hopefully I'm uh, I'm fine at the end of this week. And then yeah, definitely I will. I will go out and uh, so, but uh, but that was uh, it was no problem for me to uh, to chat with you twice today. <laughs> Thank you. And now I have a, a question that I I've been asking all my guests uh, for this series, and that is, you've traveled all over the world. You've ridden your bike anywhere, everywhere. Are, is there a particular ride that you would like to go back to, or one that you haven't done yet that would be your dream to do? A ride. Just a ride, okay, a bike ride. Um, actually, actually, I did. 
I, I did a climb of the Tour de France, and, uh, but that was in the Tour de France only a couple of times so far. It's Montverrier, it's in France, it's you, uh, it's a stream, uh, it's, a, you, 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 it's in, completely in the shadow most of the, the time, and you arrive there and you can't see the climb, but then it goes up for 3K like crazy, uh, uh, cr- crazy curves. And I think the, the whole, the cars of the Tour de France were not allowed to, uh, the assistant cars, they had to go a different way. And I did that for, we, we were doing like a, like a documentation uh, with, with some guys from, from the UK. And that was really uh, beautiful. I mean, uh, that was really beautiful. And then for, for racing, bike racing, I would say the Cape Epic is, uh, it, it's, yeah, it's a really, it's, yeah, it's, it's crazy. And, uh, but, but it's beautiful. So it's really lovely race. So it's, that is, uh, I have one more question for you. Cause like we, it came up in the first interview and I thought it was just an amazing story. Can you, can you just uh, let us know how you got into Ironman Kona and, with the help of Norman Stadler? I think that's an amazing story. Because, because I, in, 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 uh, in, in 240, when actually my plan was, to do one Ironman with the, with the transplanted heart, and then that's it. And I discussed that with my family, and then I, I sent the email to a CEO uh, of Ironman, and that um, there, I got no answer from, from Ironman itself. So first I sent it to Info, then I sent it to Kona at Ironman.com and whatever. And then I asked, uh, because I was, in a, uh, I was in a magazine and in the, in this, like, there was a story about Norm Stadler and the magazine he was writing like, uh, in the, like for, the, for the Triathlon magazine, like a column or something. So he was always writing some stuff. And I asked him to send the email to Andrew Messick from his side because he won Kona two times uh, into four and two six. And he said, yeah, it's okay. And he said, yeah, a friend of mine, he has a transplanted heart and uh, yeah, he's fit, he wants to race in Kona and then he sent me the answer, yeah, you first have to do an Ironman and if you are okay in time, you then you get the invitation of Kona. And yeah, by the by the time I, uh, right at the finish line, I got to my mobile phone, I sent an email on this, I think on the same day, I sent an email to Andrew Messick with the time and the finisher picture of Ironman Frankfurt. And I said, uh, there's still five and a half hours left to finish in Kona. And then I got the invitation really, really late. So everything was booked in Kona, and but uh, we found something nice, and we I, I stayed there two weeks uh, before and two weeks after that, and uh, yeah, we, we we talked about that in the, the first interview that I really took it easy. I had a great park right? and then I met a lady on mile eleven or something, and then we we we, we did the whole thing together. That was really uh, really great because we talked about she qualified, <laughs> I think, in Wisconsin, and. She, the daughter got a baby, so they got grandma. She was she was a grandmother now, and I I I said to her that I'm invited. And by the time I said that I'm heart transplanted, because she asked well, where did you get the invitation from, and then she stopped. And then in the meantime, we had like five people. It's not like was not like Forrest Gump, but there are five people that are talking about my I I. I Open my zipper to show the scarf, and and then we were yeah, there were this guy's heart transplant, and it was funny. <laughs> In the end, and then something overtook us, and it was great. But I finished. Uh, it was in a lot of magazines in Germany, and she always was in the back. That's why she was always in the back of the picture with a white top, and that's that's her. She's from Florida, 
uh, Gay Gay Cold or something is her name. Her name, I think. And uh, yeah, that was that was really funny. It was really really funny. And then uh, in the end, in the uh, at the finish line, I, I talked to Andrew Vesic and he twittered and that I was uh, actually the first one who finished uh, uh, Ironman Hawaii. And now uh, yeah, you interview Derek and Derek did it too. So it was nice. I think it was nice for the transplanted community that I finished it. So the others could uh, uh, get the invitation. So actually, I was an ambassador for Ironman Kona uh, this year and for the world, world champion New Zealand. And uh, I don't know. No, it's still... Uh, I hope that maybe that I get I got a that I could uh, go back again. But uh, yeah, if Ironman Canada, maybe then I I don't know. I I will definitely try to qualify for that one if I, I beat my time from uh, to seven. <laughs> uh, but let, yeah, let's see. But uh, first of all, I I hope that I don't have the world record in being uh, COVID nineteen positive, and I'm still stuck here in July. So then my my parents freak out completely because they are not allowed to go outside uh, also and uh, the only nice thing is that our friends are buying stuff so we don't have to go to the supermarket because uh, yeah, but that, that's uh, all the people here uh, always like the neighbors uh, buy stuff and it's it's safer for them we, we actually we have to wear masks we have to it's now it's it's law here you're you not allowed to go into the supermarket without a mask but but uh, yeah that was a story about Aram and Kona but uh, I think, but but the, uh, coming to the end, because the reason I I, I wanted to do Ironman Pendicton again was not the reason I I did a lot of races now with my first and the second half. Because if uh, I always said that the the nicest course I've ever done is Ironman Pendicton. From the it's a one loop course, and Challenge Road the the people are completely crazy because they live triathlon. But I think. The impending, the people are crazy as well. They really love the because you have this uh, this uh, piece what you get uh, this little plastic. The uh, And if you are, you, I, I remember if you be in town having pasta and then they, they 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 refill it and they say, hey, you are taking part, you get it for free and you have to eat. And it was it was. I remember that I really loved the people there. It was really nice, and uh, it's a nice. I, I, it's it's getting warm, and the, the lake is nice, and it's a nice bike ride. So that was the reason with a friend from uh, Cologne, um, and we decided both to do it because he he said the same. It's a, uh, we waited it, that it's going if it's ever going back from Whistler to Pendicton, we said we definitely will be uh, will be there. So that was the reason we uh, well, we already we. We have a, a nice Airbnb, which is on the lake, and uh, everything is, yeah, we've already, we didn't book flights, so that's actually good, mm -hmm. because, yeah, uh, because, uh, yeah, you don't get the money back for the flights in the end. I saw that from uh, coming back from South Africa. But, yeah. Well, fingers crossed. Yeah. I hope. Thanks, so, thanks so much for your time. I really yeah. appreciate it. It's a great story. Yeah. And I think the listeners are really going to enjoy it. Thanks so much. Yeah, ciao. All right. Great chat I had with Elmer Sprink. I tell you, can you even imagine doing an Ironman, uh, then going into cardiac arrest, into heart failure, getting a heart transplant, coming back, racing Ironmans again, and coming virtually to the same level you were at before you had the heart, tra heart transplant, all within just a few years. Amazing story. Thanks to my guest, Elmer Sprink. Uh, and thank you for listening. Have a great week and look forward to the next few podcasts coming from the Clinical Athlete Podcast.